If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Recorded live. Shalom, everyone. This is Minister Nick Gentile, and I'm here on Lord in Christ Radio. Uh, Thank you for tuning in if you get the opportunity to tune in. Today's date is June 17th, 2017, Saturday, and it is 9.36 p.m., And our guest for tonight's show is a dear brother in the Lord named Jay, who also goes by the name or the moniker Veckel on YouTube. So if you're interested, if you get the opportunity, check out his YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Veckel, and that's spelled V-E-K-L. And you can find it on YouTube with no problem. So, again, the name of this show, and this is my second show, the first time I will be interviewing someone, is called Lord and Christ Radio. Now, why is it called Lord and Christ Radio? Well, that's the name of a ministry that I started last year by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it comes from the book of Acts. Uh, Peter identified uh, Jesus as both Lord and Christ. And so that's where I got the idea for creating, or that's where I got the idea for the name of the ministry that I began and you have to excuse me, I, I just woke up not too long ago. I had a, a busy day of serving the Lord, of doing evangelism. And so I uh, was a little tired, but I'm now up by the grace of God. I'm refreshed and I'm ready to go. So uh, I'm going to be interviewing Jay in a short period of time. Um, but I just, I want to say, you know, Again, this is my second show. During my first show, I it was unscripted. And so it was really off the top of my head. And I thought it went pretty well by the grace of God. But there were some things that, um, and in fact, on, you know, this was uh, this past Wednesday, I held my first show. There were some things in that show um, that I forgot to mention or that didn't come to mind. And in fact, I re- I actually attempted to um, record the show once, and it was unsuccessful, so I had to redo it. I thought the first time it was better, but by the Lord's grace, you know, I, I got a lot of good information in there. But some things I want to express explicitly, um, the the purpose of this show is 
as as it is the the purpose of my ministry by the grace of God is to help fulfill the great commission and you know that is to preach the gospel um to help make disciples uh to point people automatically and and ultimately to the Lord Jesus Christ that's what i hope to do with this show and you know so essentially to edify to convict to exhort and to bless the body of Christ uh, those people who are Christians, who are born again, born of the Spirit of God, who call in or just tune in, whether live or uh, tune into one of the archive shows, or someone who doesn't know Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, the true Jesus, uh, the second person of the Trinity, Almighty God, uncreated deity, creator of all things, you know, the 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 one true Christ of the Word of God, not the the Christ of the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or the Catholics or those who believe in the Course in Miracles, the Christian scientists or the Muslims, but the true Jesus, the Creator of all things, the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. That's my goal, to bring glory to His name. Now, I did say that, but I, I didn't make it explicitly clear that my focus, both with the ministry and with this radio show, is to fulfill the Great Commission. Now, you know, making disciples is something that has to be done. I mean, you can do it over the phone to some degree, but it has to be done in person. But any way that I can help someone in their walk with the Lord, essentially, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm intending to do with this show. So I'm thankful to be here, again, by the grace of God. Um, I serve with a ministry. I'll say this quickly, and then I'm going to begin the uh, the interview with Brother Jay. Um, I serve with a ministry, a local ministry here in Rochester, New York, it's where I'm located, and it's called the Father's Heart, and it's an awesome ministry. By the grace of God, I'm very blessed, and, and those brothers and sisters who are born of the Spirit of God here in Rochester, um, who have had the opportunity to serve with the Father's Heart, they're equally blessed, and I know that from talking with them, that this ministry exists here in Rochester, and that we get the great privilege of going out whenever we get the opportunity to serve with them. Uh, the ministry goes out uh, every, well, essentially every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday um, of the month. And they, they bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is preaching his death, burial, and resurrection alone for a person's salvation. And then um, after that, people are able to go and get groceries and a hot meal from what we call the uh, soup truck. And this is a truck, it's a very recognizable truck. It stands out because of what's on each side of the truck. That's the logo for the Father's Heart. And it's just, it's an awesome ministry. And, and here's the thing, you know, people, in particular atheists and Muslims, and, and, and uh, to a lesser degree, other unbelievers will accuse us of manipulating people um, by essentially bribing them to become Christians by feeding them you know, giving them groceries or food or whatever, um, and that's why we do it, or saying essentially that in order to get fed, you have to become a Christian. Um, and that's not true at all, because this ministry has been going around the city of Rochester, New York, the county of Monroe, which is the county that the city of Rochester, New York is in, and actually traveling to disaster areas and providing humanitarian aid like Hurricane Sandy in New York and New Jersey, they were able to travel there and provide 
for the physical needs of those people that suffered due to the horrible hurricane that hit back in 2012. Um, they've gone to other places and provided aid as well. And they do it to show the love of God. Uh, they don't. There are many people like here in Rochester who, I mean, this ministry has been around since 2010. And the, essentially the same people will show up. You do get new people coming. What I mean is you have the stalwarts. You have the, the faithful people who show up. And even though they hear the gospel, you know, week in and week out, they don't give their lives to Christ. Now, we know that's because it's on God to save a person. That man, apart from God's grace, is not going to come to faith in Christ Jesus. That it takes the Father drawing them to Jesus. And Jesus himself said this, unless the Father in heaven draw you to me, you're not going to come to me. It's not going to happen because man is an enemy of God. Man is, is saturated in sin. He's depraved. Uh, every aspect of his being is in sin. And so man is not willfully or willingly going to come to God apart from God's salvific grace or drawing uh, to his son. Um, and so we recognize that. Um, but recognizing that week in and week out or when they when these people do come, um, you know, or month in and month out, I should say, because they're at, you know, the Father's heart goes to uh, each of these sites um, once a month. Month in and month out, the same people will show up, and the Father's heart has seen them month after month, year after year, and even though they've heard the gospel, very clearly articulated. No compromise whatsoever in the presentation of the gospel message. So the true gospel proclaimed by Pastor Russ Laurie, the head of the ministry, um, they don't come to faith. Now, a lot of people do. I can tell you today, by the grace of God, there were a number of people that raised their hands. And I was blessed to lead. I, I, actually, I, want, I always do this when I've had the opportunity to go and minister with the ministry. And I've had the opportunity to pray with someone to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. You want to call it a sinner's prayer, that's fine. Um, but it's a prayer to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior. I always make sure to clarify that they understood what was proclaimed, regardless of who's preaching, because it isn't just Pastor Russ Loria, but there are other members of the ministry that also have had the opportunity to preach when I've had the, the privilege of serving with the ministry. And I always make sure I clarify that that person that I'm about to lead through the prayer to receive Christ as Lord and Savior understands the gospel message. And every time without fail, they've understood it. And so I, in their own words, I lead them through a prayer, and they, in their own words, uh, give their lives to Christ. And so it's a beautiful thing to see. So the majority of the people who come do give their lives to Christ, but there are those who don't, and yet they're never turned away. Make a long story short, they're never turned away. They come in month after month, and they're never turned away because our goal is, yes, we're feeding them to point them to the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. But ultimately, we're going to feed them even if they never come to Christ because we genuinely care about these people. We genuinely love these people. So anyways, if you want to learn more about the Father's heart, and even if you're not in Rochester, you can financially support the ministry. You can also pray for the ministry, for those involved with the ministry. You can take a look at the schedule and the different areas that the, the ministry goes to. Goes to the, the heart of basically goes to different areas in the worst parts of Rochester and what's called the Crescent, which is the most crime-ridden areas, uh, drug-infested areas of Rochester, where there are, the I, I would say, the strongest of the strongholds, the, the strongest of the principalities, the most powerful principalities and powers in 
play, you know, in basically in power in those areas. And you can pray. You can intercede on behalf of the people involved with the ministry as well as those people in the in that in those particular areas so that the Lord Jesus Christ will be able to and I don't want to say it like that because we know God is sovereign, but there is the practical aspect of us doing spiritual warfare. I look at that as it's a paradox, you know. Um God doesn't need us to do it, but at the same time we're commanded to pray and do warfare, to put on the, the, the full armor of God and to intercede on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ and so on and so forth. So there's a part we have to play. And you can do that by tuning in or by um, uh, going to the website, which is the Father's Heart, R-O-C, that's short for Rochester.org. That's the, the Father's Heart, R-O-C.org. And taking a look at the schedule, praying over the areas, praying for the people, praying for Russ Laurie, the head of the ministry, and uh, and financially supporting the ministry if you feel so led to do that, if you feel led by the Lord to do that. So, anyways, um, that's what this ministry is all about, Lord Christ Ministry. Uh, that's what this radio show is all about, pointing people to Christ, pointing people to Christ. Uh, it's all about Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and life. And... Uh, He's our Lord and Savior, and, and we love him with all our hearts, and it's by God's grace. Because not too long ago, I was blind, deaf, and dumb spiritually. I did not know Christ. I was wandering aimlessly because I did not have the good shepherd as my shepherd. The shepherd, my shepherd was the enemy, was the devil. Um, not that I was willingly serving him, but just by default. Anyways, Jesus saved me. He's opened my eyes, given me a new heart with a new spirit for his glory, with a new purpose and direction in life, and that's to glorify him. Anyways, with that said, now let me get to the interview with uh, Brother Jay, um, also known as Veckel. He has a very, uh, well, he probably wouldn't say it's a very prominent YouTube channel, but it's definitely more prominent than the one I have. Again, you can check out his YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com forward slash Veckel, and that's V-E-K-L. And he's produced some awesome content by the grace of God. Um, it, it really is. It really is awesome. Uh, there's a, a cartoon or an animated series he created entitled 12. So if you do a YouTube search uh, for Veckel 12, it'll pop up. And by the grace of God, he's produced 10 episodes to this point. And it's, I, I'm blessed to be a part of the cartoon. To be a part of this, I provide the voice for one of the characters called Mao. And it, it's been going strong now for years and so uh, i'm just i'm just blessed to be involved with so anyways without for, and, and i'll say this he's he's a part of uh, lord and christ ministries as well um and he's he's an awesome apologist he's done several google hangouts uh, dealing with uh, such topics as or groups such as the black Hebrew israelites uh, atheism or atheists and um you know, sinless perfectionism or sinless perfectionist and, uh, you know, various other topics that he's made YouTube videos about different series on his YouTube channel that I highly encourage you to check out. And uh, he's just, uh, he's a dear brother in the Lord. Uh, the Lord is using him mightily. And you can check out some videos of him preaching uh, that I've uh, put together. I, in fact, I uploaded one not too long ago on my Facebook page, and I'll put a link to my Facebook page in the description section of this um, episode. But without further ado, Brother Jay, are you on the line? Yeah, can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Doing good. Good. That's good. That's good. So, how did your day go today? Uh, pretty good. I did a lot of running around, so I am kind of beat. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just another regular day. Amen. Amen. So yeah, it won't be too long of an interview. I don't want to keep you for too long, but um, you know, really, just a couple things I want to I want to cover. Um, I mentioned. Well, tell us a little bit about your background first before I get into the meat of why I wanted to interview you. Um, you know, where you're from, you know, where you grew up, that type of thing. You know, whether you came from a Christian family or not, what your family was like. Yeah, uh, I I came from a, uh, a very theistic family. Uh, we uh, maybe maybe semi superstitious because there were a lot of superstitions that we. Uh, uh, adhere to as well. Um, but we definitely believed uh, in a God, in existence of, of a God. Uh, and the God that we claimed to have uh, believed in is the God of the Bible. However, uh, you know, we weren't practicing Christians. We didn't go to church every every week. Uh, we did say prayers. We did say grace and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, we wasn't living really living for Christ. Uh, we definitely weren't preaching the gospel. Uh, so we were kind of your standard, um, I'll call it a, 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 a kino, a, a C-I-N-O, Christian in name only, or a Christer, as some people would say. You know, you go to church uh, twice a year, Christmas and Easter. Uh, so I was definitely one of those guys for quite a long time. Uh, uh, never really convinced that atheism was true um, at all. So... So basically, to make a long story short, it wasn't until about maybe 11 years ago now that uh, I met my wife, and she uh, gave me an ultimatum that she couldn't be with me unless she knew I was a Christian for sure. And I'm leaving out a lot of the, uh, details, so I'll, I'll share those details maybe another time. But uh, basically, one day, um, the Lord just hit me with the reality that, uh, that uh, my wife is the one that I'm supposed to marry. Uh, but there was also more to it as well that made me believe that Jesus is the Christ. So, and uh, just in my one-bedroom apartment, uh, just cleaning up. And then one day I hear, uh, I just get this uh, this, this sensation. Um, I, I believe, I strongly believe it was the Holy Spirit revealing it to me that, uh, that Jesus Christ uh, is the Messiah. Uh, I immediately the first the first thing that came to my mind was Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three, where Jesus says to people on the day of judgment, you know, uh, you know, depart from me, I never knew you, and I just kept remind, remembering, man, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that uh, thinks that he's okay with God because he's never killed anybody, he's never committed any uh, horrendous sins that would even throw me to jail, um, but yet. We see all these people in Matthew seven twenty one to twenty three who've done good things. They've even committed miracles and and done good works, and yet they're still going to hell. And uh, I didn't want to be one of those people. So, so it was there that uh, that the Lord uh, brought me to His Son Jesus Christ. And ever since then, I've just been on fire for the Lord to you know to, to defend the faith. Amen. And like I said, folks, if you check out Brother Jay's channel on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Veckel. You'll see 
videos he's made defending the faith against her different heresies, um, you know, different Google Hangouts. And also, if you uh, do a YouTube search for Faithful to God, this is a dear, another dear brother in the Lord who is he's awesome. He knows so much about the cult known as the Black Hebrew Israelites. Now, there are various camps, so we don't, we don't want to pigeonhole them. But by and large, they, they propagate damnable heresies. And uh, J Brother Jay is a part of a group. Now, you want to talk about Soldiers of God a little bit? Um, this is a group that Brother Jay is a part of that Brother Faithful is. I look at him as the head of this group, whether he's deemed the head or not, because he knows so much. He has such a, a vast knowledge about all the camps, especially what we call the One West Camp. So if you could talk about the Soldiers of God, what you're involved with right now, what that uh, group entails, and some of the brothers that are involved. Yeah, the uh, Soldiers of God is a group that actually originated with uh, myself, Faithful, and one other person. And, uh, we, you know, it was basically just a ministry uh, specifically countering the false doctrines coming out of the Black Hebrew Israelite movement and the different camps that they're in. Um, so the majority of these camps, they all teach that uh, Jesus is black and that the Israelites are black. Uh, that's that's the common denominator with all these groups. But then within each of these different camps, they have different doctrines. Some of them are on point with what the Bible says. Uh, some others are completely esoteric and, and way off, way off of uh, Scripture, um, where they have to uh, deliberately add stuff to the text to make it appeal to their false doctrines. Um, and that's pretty much where we come in. We we come into uh, tell people the truth about, you know, what the Bible says and also to expose the falsehoods of a lot of the heretical teachings that are coming out of the black Hebrew Israelites. And it's, uh, it's, it is a ministry primarily targeted towards uh, minority groups, specifically speaking blacks and Hispanics, because those are the particular groups that the black Hebrew Israelites obviously um, target and uh, approach uh, with, their, with, their, uh, with their movement. So we're, pre we're pretty much just countering all of their arguments and showing people that the uh, skin color of Jesus Christ, well, however color he is or the skin color of the Israelites, uh, it's not an issue. Uh, the Bible makes no issue of it. We don't need to know about what Jesus looks like or what Moses looks like. Uh, and we, uh, one of the other big things about the black Israelites is that they teach that you have to keep the law that you have to uh, abstain from pork, you have to observe the Sabbath, you have to do good works and all these other things. You have to wear certain clothes and cut your hair a certain way or not cut your hair a certain way uh, in order to be saved, in order to receive salvation. And um, that's another one of those teachings that we're fighting against, what well, we're exposing uh, for the falsehood that it is. So, and so that's pretty much what the soldiers of God is. And, and, uh, Praise God, we're seeing a lot of results. People are coming out of the, the Black Hebrew Israelite movement simply because they've heard people like uh, Faithful um, and uh, uh, another guy, uh, G Consciousness, um, and, that, and uh, so on and so forth. I mean, they're hearing these guys speak against the Black Hebrew Israelites, uh, and they're coming out of it. And... Uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm really happy to be a part of this group. As a matter of fact, uh, for those of you who uh, we'll probably talk about this at the end of the interview, uh, we are having a uh, another uh, hangout that's going to be live on air on Faithful to God's channel, and we're going to be talking about 
exposing the false argumentations uh, by the uh, Hebrew Israelites. So, Amen. And I'll put a link to Faithful to God's YouTube channel uh, so you can check that out. He has a lot of great content on there exposing the heresies and the lies propagated by, in particular, these One West um, Hebrew Israelite camps. And, you know, it's uh, it's pretty interesting, man. There's There's so much... There's a lot of nuance to what these different camps believe, and it, it's the it's hard to put your finger on it a lot because it just it seems like it's ever evolving, and like uh, Mormonism, that's what it reminds me of. You know, it's kind of hard to put your finger on everything that they believe. Um, they use a lot of <clears throat> basically what I understand, and I don't know as much as Jay does because I'm not a part of Soldiers of God. Uh, that's not really the direction the Lord has directed me in or guided me to. But I really love their work, and I, and I share it when when I'm become aware of it. But um, there's just uh, there's a tremendous amount of nuance, and um, they use a lot of the terminology we do as Christians, but it means different things to them. Obviously, um, they they and they claim to be for those who aren't familiar with these groups, they claim to be the the Israelites of the Bible. So these are black men, Hispanic men, and there are groups that. Basically, there are groups that believe that blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans are the Israelites of the Bible. Um, and then there are groups that just believe black people, black Americans, not Africans, but black Americans are the the Israelites of the Bible. So it, it's just, you know, it's obviously a heresy. And there's, there's the white version of that. You have the Anglo-Israelites or the Christian identity movement who believe that Western, certain Western Europeans make up the tribes of Israel. And at least, and then there are those who believe that just the the scattered tribes or the lost tribes of Israel, you know, the the ten that were taken in ca- captivity by the Assyrians, um, and so it's, it gets kind of convoluted. But again, their focus is on the color of Jesus and the color of the Israelites. That in order to be saved, you have to be a white person, which is a damnable heresy, uh, because again, there's only one race, the human race, um, and what the Bible makes abundantly clear is that I mean, there are different ethnicities different tribes, different nations, um, you know, tongues, so on and so forth. But there's only one race. We may all may come from one blood, like the Apostle uh, Paul said in the book of Acts, as recorded in the book of Acts, we come from one blood, so upon the earth. And, um, you know, I found out recently that through 23andMe, which is an organization that you can you, you can find out where your people come from you can also find out, um, you know, basically what your ancestry looks like. But here's another beautiful thing that they offer, which I just found out yesterday, is they tell you, they show you how many relatives you have on the planet. And according to this list, I have West African, and I'm white, okay? By all appearances, I'm a white guy. But I have West African relatives. I have South African relatives. I have Southeast Asian relatives. I have Native American relatives. I have Middle Eastern relatives. And a lot of them, now a North African. And if you were to look at me, you would say, no way. But that just shows that this whole idea of multiple races, that's a myth. That's a lie. That's an evolutionary lie created by people who are led of the devil, plain and simple. Okay? The fact that I look this way, yet I have relatives somewhere on the earth in different parts of, of America but it, or the United States as well as the rest of the world that I'm related to that look nothing like me because we're all one race and it's the beauty of it and in the body of in in the kingdom of god you're going to see black 
white, Asian, Hispanic. Of course, Hispanic's not a race. It's a culture. But you got white Hispanics and brown Hispanics, black Hispanics. But the point is, you know, for the sake of this conversation, I'll just put them in a separate category because they tend to put themselves in a separate category. Hispanic, you know, Native American, so on and so forth, all going to be they all going to be in the kingdom of God. And, and, and again, we don't know. We're going to be like Christ in terms of our nature. We're going to have that glorified body, but we don't even know what we're going to look like, essentially. Could be just a glorified version of what I look like now, or am I going to look different? Because, I mean, Jesus was a glorified version of what he looked like when he walked the earth, you know, when he appeared to the apostles, uh, to his disciples after rising from the dead. He didn't, essentially, when their eyes were open, he looked the same, um, but then he didn't look the same. That's, that's the thing. It's kind of interesting how that works out when he, he kind of had to do something to wake them up to who he was. But once they saw him, okay, that's Jesus. They recognize that's the Lord. So we don't even know what we're going to look like, essentially, um, when, when all said and done, we get these glorified bodies. So people making a big deal about what we or that the Israelites sort of look like this uh, and, and, you know, there are different races and this, that, and the other. Well, at the end of the day, man, we're all one race. And we not we don't know what we're gonna look like when we get these glorified bodies. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's pretty pretty interesting. Like I said, check out Brother Jay's uh, channel. I mean it's it's awesome. He deals with everything, like I said, from sinless perfectionism to whether women should be pastors to the Message Bible, whether it's a valid translation, and the topic of hell. And uh, he deals with other things, but right now I want to. And I mentioned this before, but I want to talk about your cartoon, brother, your animated series 12. Um, what was, I mean, what ultimately motivated you? What was the primary motivating factor behind creating that animated series? Uh, that's a good question because uh, there was a number of different things. I know, for, for one, um, God has always put in my heart to, uh, to do uh, cartoons, um, to write to produce videos and edit them, so on and so forth. Uh, I, I guess you could say I'm, I'm a bit of an entertainer. Uh, uh, but, but also, I, I guess there was, you know, prior to that, I was involved in uh, so many little projects, nothing really uh, grotesque, like, uh, you know, a lot of gore or, uh, or profanity or nudity or anything like that. It's just that uh, all of the projects that I was involved in, uh, they were a lot of fun to do, but they still seemed kind of empty. Uh, and I wanted to do something, uh, and this is, uh, I didn't want to do anything fulfilling until after I came to know Christ. That's when I realized, I said, man, there's so much material uh, within the Bible and within the Christian realm that uh, I can never run out of good material to, uh, to write about. So I wanted to uh, start doing projects that have meaning, that have a purpose. Uh, not that the the last projects I did, you know, I didn't, and there was good stuff that came out of it, but it was like worldly stuff, like temporal stuff. But I wanted to do something that was, that I think uh, people can take home and, and study and, and it will reach people and, and touch their hearts and, and uh, make them think about what the, what the, what the word, of the, what the word of God says and what the gospel is. And uh, that's why I, uh, that was one of the main things that compelled me to do the 12 cartoon. Um, there was some little bit of inspiration from other works, too, such as uh, uh, the Left Behind books, 
Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners would know about those. Um, there's some elements that I really, really enjoyed in that series, and it inspired me to, uh, you know, write some of the cartoon as well. So, I mean, if those of you who are familiar with the book, you'll, you'll notice there's some things that are similar in, in my episode uh, if you really, really dig deep. Uh, but uh, I tried my best to make make it uh, more obscure so it, it won't look like, uh, you know, <laughs> any type of uh, <laughs> copycatting or anything like that. So, um, but, yeah, yeah, I was happy to put together a cartoon that would bring glory to Christ, uh, that will ultimately show people um, how dependent we are on God, uh, but also to show the depravity of man. And uh, and to kind of, you know, I guess predominantly for this cartoon in particular, just to get people prepared for, you know, the uh, the troubling times that are coming, uh, they may come our way, you know, uh, whether, uh, you know, God decides to take us off this planet before then or or if we are going to be uh, going through the tribulation, so. Absolutely. Now, tell the listening audience um, what 12 is about. Yeah, 12 is the uh, is a, is a 12 is going to be a 12 part video series, Lord willing, uh, where it takes place uh, at the last on Earth at the last 12 hours before the return of Christ. So, and what's happening during this these last 12 hours is the the, the story is following a group of 12 people who are on a journey from New York City to Jerusalem, and as they go on their journey. They are trying to run away from the, you know, uh, the New World Order officers who have put out a decree now by the uh, by way of the Antichrist that all Christians uh, should be killed on the spot, and that people would get rewarded for you know killing Christians and stuff. So this is uh, this is what they're doing. They're, they're leaving uh, you know New York City, going to Jerusalem, and the leader of this group of twelve people on this journey is. His name is Gregory, and he happens to be one of the 144,000, as mentioned in Revelation 7 and Revelation 14. So during their journey, um, what you're going to see is flashbacks to years and months maybe even prior to them going on their journey. So that's what you'll see in, the, uh, in each episode. You'll kind of see some, some back and forth, uh, some, some shots from the past, up until that moment, and then you'll see the current thing that's happening with them on their journey to uh, to Jerusalem. And uh, yeah, so and as the story progresses, you'll see things revealed, like uh, like the the locusts, the two witnesses, the the Antichrist, the false prophet, so on and so forth. Um, I've taken the personally the liberty to make these things liberal, uh, not liberal, literal, I should say. So uh, primarily for entertainment purposes, because I know there's a lot of this uh, disagreement on whether or not the Antichrist is an actual person or a system or a group of people or, if, you know, that, that kind of thing. Some, some say about the two witnesses that they're representative of the, of the church in Israel. Some people say that, that you know, that they're not going to be two literal people. Uh, and then, of course, there's two literal people, but whether or not it's Moses and Enoch or Elijah and Enoch, so on and so forth. So, you know, um, so without, uh, you know, despite the uh, the disagreements that people have, I, I put a disclaimer to say that this is predominantly 
for entertainment purposes for the Christians, for the church. And, uh, yes, I did take some liberty to make some things liberal. Uh, but, again, primarily for entertainment purposes, So, but without trying to distort anything in the scriptures. Amen. Amen. And, and if you go to Jay's, and, again, I'm going to provide a link in the description section of this episode. You go to youtube.com forward slash Veckel or forward slash user forward slash Veckel. Uh, you'll see the series right on his page, his channel's page, and all 10 episodes are there, and they're awesome. I've been blessed to be a part of a number of them, providing the voice for one of the characters named Mao, who seems to be a fan favorite or a favorite of a lot of the people who enjoy who have enjoyed this series. And I'm not saying that because I'm doing the voice, but this is what Jay has told me. This is basically what they've told him, and that's cool. You know, the, the character is an interesting character. You know, I'm not exactly the opposite of him. Um, obviously, I'm a believer. And you'll see, you'll see, but I'll just, I will spoil, this is a spoiler alert. He's not a believer. Um, and I think you'll, you can kind of see where I'm going with that. But in that regard, obviously, I'm I'm the opposite of him. But not too long ago, I wasn't. You know, and by the grace of God, I am now in regards to my spiritual state and my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and another uh, great series that you put together that I didn't mention previously is a Virgin Birth Defended series. And I would highly recommend people check that out as well. For those people who have questions about the Virgin Birth, this is a great series by the grace of God that Jay put together that I highly recommend you check out, um, along with his health series. and his series of, of videos on should women be pastors and so on and so forth, number of great hangouts on his channel. He's dealt with uh, atheism extensively in these hangouts, going into hangouts and dealing with atheists. What has been your experience, for those, especially for those people who haven't really dealt with atheists, in dealing with the atheists you've dealt with on YouTube in these hangouts in particular? Yeah, the, the majority of the atheists I deal with uh, – they seem to be very educated in a lot of other things, but obviously not educated enough in the things of God or in the Christian realm, uh, and especially uh, in the Bible. Um, so it's, it's really depending on which individual you meet. I mean, because I, I meet a, a whole different type of, a mixture of different atheists. Um, you know, some of them are very militant. Uh, some of them are kind of laid back and just want to uh, engage in discussion, and, you know, some are very nice. Um, but the majority of them, I think the common denominator, as we, as we all know, is that uh, they just lack a belief in the existence of, or so they claim, and they lack in the belief in the existence of God. Uh, I kind of oppose that thought pattern because I believe that the Bible makes it very clear that everyone on the planet knows that a God exists, at least we can say that much. Uh, they may not know who God is, but I would say at the very least, they know that a God exists. Um, and when, uh, for the most part, unfortunately, when it is exposed to them who that God is, uh, they want to uh, just disregard him and say, oh, that's just a bunch of a fairy tale, you know, magical nonsense and stuff like that. So um, I will say this real quick. Uh, to me, I personally believe that it is good uh, exercise to a Christian's faith to encounter atheists. 
And the reason why I say that is because Paul says in Second Corinthians and also in other writings as well that we should examine ourselves to see if we're being the faith. And I think one of the ways that we can do that is by encountering people who question what it is that we believe and why. And it doesn't have to be an atheist. It could be uh, any other person of another movement, um, another theist of some sort, but not a Christian. Um, you know, or maybe another Christian. Who knows? But I think it's good to encounter these kinds of individuals so that you are put in a position where you realize and you're made to question, why is it that I'm going to church every Sunday? You know, why do I bother getting into conversations with people uh, at church about what this book says, what the Bible says? You know, do I even really believe this stuff? And I think once you come across an atheist who's going to ask you some very hard questions or throw some very strong objections at you, I think that's going to be the point where you realize where you really stand in the faith, whether you truly believe in what the Word of God says or if you're just kind of, you know, playing, uh, playing uh, you know, just, just kind of playing church. And just saying, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to go to church one Sunday. So I think, to me, again, just my personal opinion. I do believe that encountering atheists and other skeptics, uh, whether they're of another religion or just flat out atheists or agnostic, I think in a good way, it's good for uh, Christians to encounter these kind of people. Amen. Yeah, I was just taking a look at the footage of when we went out last September, and Brother Jay and I, we go out and we do open-air evangelism. I actually just uploaded one video of, of Brother Jay preaching the gospel uh, on my YouTube channel and also on uh, my Facebook page, and it was during this outing that I was confronted by someone, and he asked me some questions I'd never been asked by anyone before while doing open-air evangelism, and I had to think on my feet. And it was by the grace of God that I was able to respond with some answers. And initially, I didn't think I did a great job by any means, and I still don't think I did a great job. But I did, after watch, re-watching, actually, I shouldn't say re-watching, watching it for the first time, um, you know, seeing what took place, I did a better job than I thought I did by the Lord's grace. And this is how we exercise our, our you know, basically our faculties. We exercise our faith. Uh, we practice defending the faith, giving an answer for the fear that for, for the hope that we have within us with fear and trembling. First um, Peter three fifteen um, that we should always be ready to give an answer. We should always be ready to defend the faith, and this is a way to prepare for you know. For instance, in this situation, he asked me some questions, um, and the next time I'm asked those questions, I'll be able to give stronger answers or more thorough answers because this will not be the first time, you know, the next time I'm asked these questions, that will then not be the first time I've been asked those questions. And so, like Brother Jason, I can attest to that. You know, he asked me questions that I hadn't prepared for. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit I was able to give him some decent answers, I would say. But here, you know, basically encountering this gentleman, um, that's going to help me the next time I, I face those types of questions that line of questioning, and especially with someone who's more aggressive in questioning me uh, because, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to encounter people, and I've encountered different people in different type of heckling or different questions, and it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, when going out, uh, there was a, a, another gentleman 
that I encountered, he's a kind of a pro-black guy. And he he didn't explicitly say that he was a part of what's called the Kemetic community or the black Egypt community. Uh, but in so many words, that's essentially what he was communicating. And, you know, he brought forth some challenges that weren't really hard to deal with. But still, when you're out there and you're preaching, you know, you get confronted by someone, you got the adrenaline pumping. And you really have to center yourself and, you know, take a deep breath and be ready to give an answer, okay, in a gracious fashion, you know, on the spot. You, get, you, you do have to think on your toes. And the best way to be able to do this effectively, although you're doing it by the, the power of God, by the Spirit of God, by the grace of God, is to basically encounter these types of people. Um, that's how you, you get your senses exercised. This is how you, you, you know, your spiritual muscle, muscles are strengthened. Your evangelist and apologist muscles are strengthened. And just like anything else, you got to, like anything else in life, you have to do these things repeatedly to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So I absolutely agree with you, brother, um, that it's good for us to encounter these things. Because even if we stumble initially, you know, help us for the next time we encounter, you know, a similar uh, line of questioning or different questions. And here's something else, you know, if you're not taking, if you're going out there and you're not taking it serious and then you get confronted by someone, that should, you know, normally would make you start taking it serious because you recognize, okay, we're in a war, you know, spiritually we're in a war. When you go out and you're you're going to do evangelism, um, you know, you, that's a declaration of war against Satan's kingdom. So you should be prayed up. You should be ready um, to be able to give an answer for the hope that dwells within you. You should be ready to essentially defend the faith and and be ready to preach the gospel without compromise and defend the faith and, you know, and be ready to deal with, again, be ready to deal with the type of challenges that Jay and I have dealt with when we've gone out. Um, and if, you, if you're not prayed up, it's going to be harder for you to do that, and it's going to be harder for you to give an answer to someone or to defend the faith. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you were to go out, and we encourage everyone to do some type of evangelism. This is what I said in my initial show, my introductory show on Wednesday, is that you may not be called you may, first of all, you may not operate out of the office of an evangelist like we see in Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, we all have our gifts and talents the Lord has placed within us for his glory and, and for his will to be done. You know, we all have our own purpose. You know, Romans 12.4 and other passages deal with that. Um, but here's, here's the thing. Um, we're all called to evangelize. So even if you're not called to do open-air evangelism, you can do one-on-one -on -one evangelism. You can do friendship evangelism where you get to know a person or a group of people and then you share your faith with them after a period of time. Um, you, you can do door-to-door -door evangelism, which is what you see Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses doing, uh, but you bring the true gospel to people. Or you can do open-air evangelism. You can do compassion evangelism. That's what I call it. I don't know if other people call it that. I don't think I created that term or those terms, but it's where you feed people, you provide clothing, like the Father's heart with the means of preaching the gospel. So you meet people's physical needs in order to meet their spiritual need, and their spiritual need is Jesus Christ. You point them to him, and, but you show them that, that you care about them. 
and people don't care about what you know until they know that you care kind of thing. So that's what Jesus did. He met people's physical needs in order to demonstrate that he was the Messiah, that he was the anointed one of God. He was the one that had been prophesied all throughout the Old Testament, that he was going to come. He's the Lord going to come among the people. He's God with us, you know, Emmanuel. And so he demonstrated that by, you know, raising the dead and cleansing leopards and um, giving sight to the blind and, you know, healing crippled people um, and, and raising the lame, you know. And he did just and many wonderful things, many other things that were not recorded in the New Testament or recorded in the Gospel accounts as we see at the end of uh, the Gospel according to John. And so, yeah, it's... Uh, that's, you know, there are different types of evangelism, but we're all called to evangelize. So we'd encourage you to do that and to prepare before you go out so that you're ready to give an answer, so that you're ready to preach the gospel with boldness, with no fear that something unexpected is going to happen or, you know, like, oh man, you know, what if this happens? You start going through your mind of what can this, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? You won't worry about any of that. If you're prayed up, you're focused on the Lord, you fast, you, 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 you're in the word, um, you know, and you really do that spiritual warfare that you need to do before you go out. Um, and, and you study the word and, and you study other sources, you know, study other belief systems. We encourage people to do that. Uh, study, you know, what atheists believe. You say, well, they don't, they lack a belief. Well, there are things they believe. You can study their arguments, you know, go to evilbible.com, uh, the skeptics annotated Bible. You can study those websites and see what arguments these people have, that what they've concocted against the Word of God, against our faith, against the biblical Christian faith. You can go on um, answeringislam.org you know, and all these wonderful articles that go over what Muslims believe about what we believe you know, and what arguments they're going to use against the faith. Uh, you can also watch videos on YouTube. Um, you can type in Speaker's Corner, um, Hyde Park in, in England and London. And you'll see the, the different arguments that, that Muslims use against Christians or against Christianity. Um, and, and so that will prepare you for what you'd encounter if you encountered a Muslim if they're into attacking the faith. So stuff like that. But we just want you to be prepared. And again, the, the reason I created Lord and, Christ Ministr or Lord and Christ Ministries and Lord and Christ Radio is to, in part, equip the body of Christ to be able to preach the gospel effectively. Okay to preach it with, with love, but also without compromise, and, and also to help people be able to defend their faith effectively. And uh, future shows are going to deal with this in even greater detail. There's going to be great content on this, um, on this page and uh, on this, this talk show channel. And I'm, you know, on this podcast, and I'm looking forward to the guests I plan on having on this show. And we're going to deal with different topics. Um, but anyways, so like I said, check out uh, Brother Jay's or, or Veckel's uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Veckel. That's V-E-K-L. And um, you can also check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com, of course, forward slash um, Minister Nick Gentile. And you'll see videos of Jay and I preaching. Now, we, when we've gone out, we've mainly gone out, especially as of late, with uh, or to the RTS or the transit, the bus terminal um, in downtown Rochester. And you've got people hanging outside both sides because there are two sides of the bus terminal. 
Um, but we preach in the side where there's more people. Now, Jay, real quick, um, talk about the experiences that you've had, the thing, you know, what you've seen when you've been out there preaching, and what's your most memorable experience? Yeah, um, as you mentioned already, you know, you and I, we've been out uh, preaching in the streets for quite some time now. Um, unfortunately, we haven't been going every week. Uh, that is one thing I, I would like to actually start doing, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll see. I, I got a baby on the way, and uh, we'll see how things go there. Uh, but definitely want to get out there more often than, than I have been. Um, as far as my most memorable moment there, I guess, um, oh, the reason why I brought up the fact that we go out there often is because um uh, out of all the times that we've gone, we've never really had any real major uh, encounters with uh, any opposers to the gospel or to the message, uh, except for uh, recently, you know, maybe uh, sometime late last year, um, as you, you posted some videos there. Um, and, uh, and and as you mentioned already, we had that one guy who we believe was uh, a member of the Kemet, uh, 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 Egypt, Egyptology, a conscious uh, movement. Um, he didn't say that he was, but his argumentations uh, sounded exactly like that. And, we, uh, you know, you know, Nick and I, uh, you know, we could <laughs> we pick these things up right away. Um, we also had, uh, for the first time, some real heckler, hecklers, uh, people saying, you know, spouting stuff out at us um, and throwing stuff at us, which, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. I, I've, I've only seen that stuff done to other pre- preachers on video, uh, but I've never seen it. I never had it done to myself. Um, there was one time when we were at a festival where we had some people uh, dancing around us, uh, <laughs> trying to get the attention, I guess, away from what we were saying. Uh, but for the most part, we do get some um, some thumbs up, some praise gods here and there, um, some good uh, you know words of, of encouragement. Um, people just walking by, hearing what we're saying. So uh, it can be very discouraging. Uh, the other thing I want to point out, too, is that it seems like uh, when we're in a predominantly Caucasian area where we're preaching, um, uh, the two of us are standing together. It seems to me, from what I see, that they target uh, Brother Nick uh, before they do me, uh, if, if, if at all. Uh, and uh, I personally believe in, you know, Brother Nick and I have talked about this many times, that uh, uh I, I think that the majority of people that approach uh, Brother Nick when preaching that are that are white, uh, I think they do that because they hold a very liberal leftist mentality where they feel that uh, you can't say anything to the black guy, otherwise the black guy might look up the race card or, or whatever. Uh, they might say the black guy has been through a lot already. Leave him alone. He probably has a broken home. So whatever. <laughs> uh, right. But it's always picking on the white guy. When uh, and I've seen this with other uh, ministers as well. Um, they always target the white guy first and foremost. Uh, why that is, I'm not sure. I think they they think he's an easy target and uh, they don't really have anything to lose um, by going to him, I guess. So, uh, but but other, overall, uh, you know, it, it's not so much about you know God says that we are supposed to go out there and make uh, disciples, not converts. And uh, to me, it's just an absolute honor and privilege just to have the opportunity to talk about Christ uh, in an open setting. So um, have we seen people come to know Christ? Well, we don't know for certain. Uh, we have prayed with people, though, um, and uh, people have expressed their 
problems with us. Um, you know, we've we've uh, after preaching the gospel, we've shared numbers, we've uh, given in contact information to other churches, so on and so forth. Um, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much all I can say at this point. It's pretty pretty exciting. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it it has been. It, it definitely has been. And as of late, I've been going out with a church group called the Lamp Community Church, which is located on Hudson Avenue in the city of Rochester, New York. And that's the church that I was ordained at last June. And we've been hitting the streets on Wednesdays, uh, on Wednesday evenings, and bringing the gospel to the roughest areas in Rochester, you know, uh, Hudson Avenue, Clinton Avenue. Um, and, you know, you see major strongholds in those areas, significant strongholds in those areas, uh, principalities and powers uh, that are just enslaving the people, blinding the people uh, to the glorious gospel. And these people are, um, you know, severe or serious levels of drug addiction, um, alcohol abuse, sexual abuse, incest, all the stuff is going on. Um, violence. Uh, one place we preached at, and I preached at there more than once by the grace of God, is called Heroin Alley because it's a major center hub of heroin distribution. It's on Clinton Avenue in Rochester. And, you know, that's where the gospel needs to go. And so many of us shy away from these areas because naturally, with what we can see with our natural eyes, it's very intimidating, especially if you're white, to be completely honest. Now, I'm not intimidated by it, but I can understand if other white people are because these are predominantly black and Hispanic areas. Uh, white folks have been conditioned, maybe, or, or they've come to believe that black folks think this way or that way about them, which there is truth in that, you know, that a lot of black folks don't like white people, whether that's justified or not is another story. But the fact of the matter is that they need Christ. People like that need Jesus, just like racist white people need Jesus. Anyone who uh, sees um, an, another human being and judges them based on the color of their skin. Uh, and, and I'm not saying Christians can't do this, but this is prevalent among unsaved people. They make judgments based on the color of someone's skin. Um, or whatever the reason is that these white people uh, are afraid to go into those areas because they're violent, because they're, gonna see, they're afraid they're going to see things they're not ready to see, or they have too much pride or they're, you know, whatever, or they're not, they feel like, okay, they're going to get heckled if they go into that area because they don't know, or, or maybe they think that they're going to encounter arguments they can't respond to, or it could be any number of things. Um, or again, heckled for preaching uh, the, the word of God in an area where there are a lot of strongholds and a lot of people are demon-possessed, and so those people are going to come up and mess with them you know, and discourage them. And maybe they're like, I can't handle that. Whatever the reason is, anyways, we have to put that aside, man. We have to put that aside. And we have to put Christ first and go where he wants us to go. And so, you know, being that our church, uh, the Lamp Community Church, is located on Hudson Avenue, it makes perfect sense to minister in this area and air and, and streets close by uh, because we're trying to get people into the church but also to, I mean, the main thing we want to do is get people saved. We want to, we're pointing people to Christ. We want people to come to a faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ alone for their salvation. And we want people to come to the Lent because we know that 
the, the word of God is going to be preached, that this is a biblically faithful congregation. It's spirit-led and Christ-centered. Um, but ultimately, we'll point them to any congregation where we know that's the case. Um, but when we go out, and we, you know, and it, it's beautiful because the pastor, um, who's, he's, he's the head pastor of the Lamp Community Church, Pastor Dan Ramos Soto, he's the head of this outreach. And he's been praying about this for years. Like other congregations, this church was built or founded on prayer. And this outreach uh, finally got off the ground, came to fruition after years of him and other brothers and sisters praying. And so this whole thing has been saturated in prayer. Like I said, before you go out, before you do anything, pray. Got to be saturated in prayer because this is spiritual warfare. And so now we're going out and we're seeing people get saved. We're seeing people delivered of demonic oppression, demonic possession. We're seeing people healed. Uh, there are some videos I'm going to be posting up of some women that were healed when we were, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back on another part of Hudson Avenue because we preach in front of the church on Hudson, but we also go to other areas. We travel around the, uh, the city and what's called the Crescent, which is the areas that are the most, where the most violence occurs. Um, and there was a woman who had clouds over her eyes, and the Lord healed her. And she went from not really being able to see well to being able to see perfectly well, perfect, she, as clearly as possible. Uh, this other woman, she had a walker, and she sat on her walker, and she had real trouble uh, standing up and walking. Um, and she not only got up and walked, she walked without her walker, and she started running around and dancing. Okay, these are the types of signs and wonders that we're seeing, but we're seeing them because we're being led by the Spirit of God and we're preaching the gospel. These signs are following the preaching of the gospel, and that's how you know that they're legitimate, because the gospel is being preached, because Christ is the focus, because we're pointing to Jesus, we're pointing people to Jesus, and as a result, the Lord is responding to our faith and to our witness, and it's a beautiful thing to see. But this is, again, you know, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord's face, and the, every um, Friday and Saturday, we have a prayer call. And other days as well, that's sprinkled in here and there, but it's mainly Fridays and Saturdays, and we're going to be starting a real time of intensive prayer coming up, um, where we're just, you know, soaking in the Lord's presence, seeking his face, and being led by his spirit and where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do in fulfillment of the Great Commission. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I have for tonight. So, brother, is there anything else you want to say before we end this, this interview? Anything you want to say to the, the listening audience um, before we uh, end this broadcast? Or why don't you, here, why don't you present the gospel? Why don't you give a gospel presentation? to end the broadcast. Sure, sure no problem. Uh, well, basically, the, uh, the, the gospel is this, that uh, the first two people to walk the earth were created by God, and they, their names were Adam and Eve. And God says that they were good. So they walked this earth uh, with no problem, with no, uh, no sin uh, at all. But then God created a, uh, a tree of the knowledge of the fruit of, of good and evil. And God says you can have every fruit that you want except uh, this, the fruit off of this one tree. And as you know, the story goes that uh, Adam and Eve partook of the fruit of the knowledge of good, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And because of that, they were 
judged with a sinful nature. And unfortunately, that sinful nature uh, is inherited by every human being that has come after those two. So that means even us today. Uh, and God, in order for us to be with the Father for all eternity, requires us, every last one of us, to be 100% perfect uh, uh, in deed and in thought. That means even if you commit a sin only once and it only lasts for 0.25 seconds, um, God is going to hold that one tiny little finite sin against you. And this is the utter impossibility for mankind to make it into heaven. But this is where the Christ steps in. And as you know what John 3.16 says, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God knows full well that no human being is ever able to meet the standards, this, this impossible standard that God has put before us. It's impossible. It's impossible. And this is why Christ came down and died for our sins and died for the sins of the whole world. So if you put your faith and trust in him, you believe that he is the Messiah, you believe that he died on the cross and that he rose from the grave and that he is the son of the living God and that he is the only means for salvation, not through good works or being a nice person, but only by who he is and what he's done, then you are saved and you will inherit uh, eternal life. And that is the gospel. Amen. Amen. So with that said, folks, again, check out Brother Jay's channel on YouTube, um, youtube.com forward slash Veckel, V-E-K-L, and you'll see a lot of great content on there. You can also check out um, my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Minister Nick Gentile, and on there you'll see videos of Jay and I preaching the gospel. Um, and I'll put these links um, in the description section of this episode. Um, and and also a link to my Facebook page, not because I'm looking for friends, but you can check out videos that I've uploaded on there in the video section of my Facebook page, and you can see what the Lord is, is doing through the Lamp Community Church and the outreaches we're doing, but also through the Father's Heart, because there are videos from both. And the outreach that I was blessed to do today with the Father's Heart, there, there are videos I recorded there, and I uploaded them on Facebook, and I am going to be uploading at least a portion of them onto YouTube. So with that said, um, thank you for those who do end up tuning into this. Uh, and like I said, I plan on, by the Lord's grace, having great future shows, great future guests like Brother Jay here. And Lord willing, I'll be able to get Jay back on the show and we can talk about other issues. And um, yeah, ultimately definitely. for the glory, yeah, definitely for the glory of Jesus Christ. Because uh, our goal, Brother Jay and I, you know, Lord's, uh, the Lord and Christ Ministries, and it's to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about him. It's not about us. Our goal is to, to decrease so Christ can increase in us through us and by us for his glory. And Jay is the other member of Lord and Christ Ministries. It's a two-man ministry at this point, and that's fine if that's how the Lord wants to keep it. But we have big goals and big dreams, aspirations for this ministry, but we want to do the Lord's will. And that's what we encourage you to do. Seek the Lord's face about what he wants you to do for your life and step out in faith, and share your faith. And that's the thing. What does the Bible say in Revelation chapter 12? 
We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Just start sharing. Even if you don't know much about the Bible, you know, you can share your faith or share your testimony with people. And then from that, branch out and you can share your faith. And you, even if you don't have any Bible scriptures memorized, have your Bible with you and just mark certain scriptures like John 3.16 and others and read those to people. You don't have to be a biblical expert or a Bible scholar. We are not. Uh, you know, you just got to step out in faith, trust the Lord, and stand on the Word of God. And again, start off with sharing your testimony and the Lord to do the rest. And he's the only one who can save anyways. You have no power to save. We have no power to save. All we can do is point people to Christ, and it's up to the Father to draw people to his Son. So with that said, I'll just leave you with the ironic benediction. May the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Jay, for coming on the show first and foremost. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. And uh, with that, I'll leave you with the ironic benediction. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you. May the Lord Jesus Christ make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord Jesus Christ lift up his countenance upon you and place his peace within you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his glory, shalom, shalom, shalom. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.